Well, welcome to another episode of our podcast, Indiana is Ag plus Bio plus Science, presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, also the host of this weekly podcast where we have in-depth conversations with leaders, innovators, entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector, that sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology all converge. This week, excited to sit down with Tate Powell, Senior Vice President, Communications and Public Relations Director at First Farmer Bank and Trust. And Tate, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Gary. Uh, first of all, uh, I want to get a little background on you and your uh, path uh, to where you are uh, now. Where'd you grow up? Are you a native Hoosier? Or? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I grew up in Marion. Uh, my father's family is originally from Converse, mm-hmm. uh, but I grew up in Marion and uh, kind of... Mat- uh, Indiana University uh, for college and moved out to Seattle for a little bit, but the pulls of pulls of the home state and family tugged me back. That's good. It's good to good to have you back. Uh, uh, br- the brain regain get you back into the state. <laughs> exactly. Uh, always been in the banking industry. Has this been something you've always been interested in? Uh, you know, I kind of matriculated into banking. You know, through some family connections with mm-hmm. the organization. Uh, in college, I was you know involved in a lot of di- different marketing and public relations mm-hmm. and contributions and recruiting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at the time, uh, 1995, uh, our organization was about 100 million in assets. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some consultant someplace told the board of directors that we needed a marketing director. Mm -hmm. And we needed uh, some specialization in that. So Right place, right time. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, uh, right. Understanding of some some unique things in banking. Yeah. Well, you talk about unique things in banking. It's an industry that continues to change dramatically. So much change uh, at all levels. T- t- talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. The evolution of, of finance. You know, financial uh, community banks in particular mm-hmm. has been quite dramatic in the twenty five years that I've been with that organization, uh, and we've had to adapt to significant mm-hmm. amount of technology change. We've had to adapt to an incredible amount of consolidation. Mm -hmm. Uh, The types of industries that we serve are incredibly dynamic. Mm -hmm. So the organization is, you know, we're committed to retaining the flavor and the culture of of, uh, community banking, uh, but the necessity of having products and services that will compete with, you know, what we would consider the big boys and the big guys and the multinationals. What, in your key, uh, in your uh, view, has been key to first farmers uh, surviving and thriving in that environment? Because as a community bank, you mentioned all the competitive pressures that are out there. What, what's key for a community bank to really make it in this uh, dynamic marketplace? Well, you know, the, the, it always goes back to key individuals mm-hmm. in, in specific communities. Uh, your uh, ability to attract retain and develop uh, people who are community leaders in the respective markets that you're in, uh, that still is the crux of, in my opinion, of community banking and those people that sit on local boards who are, uh, you know, who pay attention to the needs of the specific community in more ways than just the financial Mm-hmm. ways that they're they're leaders in church they're you know involved in youth athletics uh, those are the types of individuals that we've been able to you know you know 
gain uh, or retain. And that still has kept us connected with those communities and allows the leadership and the board of directors of our organization to understand each of those communities mm-hmm. quite well. Well, in addition to your work at First Farmers, uh, to kind of add on to that, you also serve and give back to organizations uh, in Indiana. Uh, First Farmers is an investor in Agrinovus. You're on the boards of the uh, Grant County Economic Growth Council, Honeywell Foundation. Uh, you just talked about why it's so important uh, to to give back uh, to community, in particular with Agrinovus and uh, the ag bioscience movement in the state of Indiana. Why is that an important fit uh, for the bank? Well, in particular, uh, you know, I mentioned that we were about $100 million in assets when I joined 25 years ago. We're closing in on $2 billion. And the reason that we've been able to achieve that growth is that we have been able to recognize the technological innovation that has taken place. And it's not just uh, underwriting for the traditional farm mm-hmm. aspect that is emerging industries uh, in bioscience, pharmaceuticals, uh, you know, uh, animal, you know, animal care. All of the different things that are interrelated with agriculture uh, have financial needs. So our business has particularly been attuned to being ahead of the game and understanding where that development is so we can make uh, an adequate underwriting decision on those businesses. So uh, we haven't evolved out of agriculture by any means, mm-hmm. but if you look at the fact that you know half of our portfolio now is what you would consider non-ag commercial. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's it, the traditional Farm bank, quote unquote, uh, has uh, you know grown into supporting agriculture as a whole and the different mm-hmm. businesses and different industries that it affects. And mm-hmm. Agrinovus is certainly a key part of that, uh, and it has allowed us a very good opportunity to connect our people to those emerging types of projects, mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurial efforts uh, that will need need currently need or will need financing. In your view, the importance of community banking, especially in rural communities, um, rural economic development can be very challenging in some areas around the state. How important, in in your view, is that uh, community bank, the presence of a community bank, when it comes to uh, really helping to grow the economy? Well, I think it's incredibly. I think it's incredibly important. Uh, we still feel that rural communities can and will be viable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there is a philosophy that exists in these types of communities that is impossible to replicate in major in major markets. Uh, and we we see the you know the passion that a lot of the families have in making sure that they continue to stay in place. Mm-hmm. And there's also a movement of people who you know maybe uh, post college. And they went in, and they're located in, you know, one of the what we traditionally call the Indianapolis Donut communities, mm-hmm. or uh, in the region, and they're seeing significant value to, you know, the 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 way of life in rural communities, mm-hmm. and that there are v- lots of positives, and it isn't always well. Rural is dying and has mm-hmm. nothing to offer. Uh, it's it, we certainly want to be a part of that continued renaissance. What, what in your view, is 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 important in, in making that happen? And you bring out great points about the quality of life, the quality of place that rural Indiana uh, offers. But yet, uh, a, a number of communities, they see the loss of talent. They mm-hmm. see people graduate from high school, go away to college, and don't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are positives to, to, to offer in rural communities. What, what's key to really making uh, a rural community click? 
I think number I think the number one obstacle that uh, that hit, that we've had in rural communities is connectivity. Uh, you know, rural broadband uh, is an absolute necessity, mm-hmm. and the fact that I don't care what industry you're going to be involved in, I don't care what your personal pursuits are, you're going to need to be connected mm-hmm. to you're going to need to be connected from a communication standpoint to the outside world. And it's amazing when you've got the degree of technology on some of these operations or some of these mm-hmm. industries, if that is a limiting factor, that is going to be a determinant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen significant improvement and, and innovation in that area. Uh, and I think that's key. Mm-hmm. If you're able to eliminate that as a negative, you're going to continue to see those that find a small, well-connected and well-informed group a very positive place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think, you know, I don't think you're going to see, you know, people want to continue to get more remote, but mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there is a definite passion for the communities that exist in this, t- in this state that aren't greater Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, yeah. uh, or the region. Yeah. And as you talk about technology and we talk about farming or the ag biosciences, uh, people in the industry know this, but, but maybe the rest of Indiana may not understand how technologically oriented farming is today and how, how really, truly connected farming is to technology. Oh, the, you know, that can't be overstated. Uh, Gary, this year is a particular great example when you look at the extremes of the weather that we had. Uh, I was just talking uh, up in Wabash to um, Howard Holderman uh, and his father, who, you know, we're talking about somebody who has been involved in agriculture significantly mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, good mm-hmm. 80 years. Wow. And when somebody with that level of experience and expertise says, Tate, I've never seen a year like this when it comes to weather. Well, the reason why we're able to have you know, the, the, the harvest that we're having, which is a little bit more optimistic than it really could have been, is due to the, you know, the technology and the speed at which the machinery works, yeah. the technology and the genetics of the seeds that went into the ground, the resistance to all sorts of environmental factors that mm-hmm. we can't control. Uh, so, you know, ag is as tied to technology as it has ever been. Uh, and we have great opportunities to have fantastic expertise in mm-hmm. our univers- the university systems mm-hmm. that we're tied to. So I would say the, uh, you know, th- there's a great, th- th- that isn't really uh, well, that, that isn't really well understood, I think, mm-hmm. in the mainstream is, uh, you know, they think of it as very, maybe very uh, simple agrarian mm-hmm. type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is, it is very much that in a lot of ways, culturally, yep. but uh, as far as our connection to technology and innovation, uh, it is as uh, it's as it's as innovative as it ever has been. Yeah, and, and given that, uh, and this push for the ag biosciences and uh, the university system, Purdue uh, and others that connect to the uh, industry, what do you see as? And you've touched on this already, but what do you see as opportunities uh, for rural Indiana when it comes? in particular to the ag biosciences and not just traditional farming, but all the various uh, ancillary areas that that connect to the ag bioscience space? Well, I've certainly seen a lot more emphasis on biodiversity. Uh, you know, when we talk about things like sunflower oil, uh, you know, hemp fiber, there is a much more uh, there's a much more open minded idea of what can be accomplished. Uh, and a lot of that is due to the fact that maybe we're putting things in the ground that wouldn't have mm-hmm. seen wouldn't have 
seemed to be viable mm-hmm. in our environment or for, for one reason or another weren't necessarily available. So we see a lot more people thinking, okay, well, my grandfather used to do corn and soybeans, but I really want to be involved in the organic movement. I really want to mm-hmm. be involved in different types of produce. Uh, you know, I really want to be involved in specialized types of meats to go to farm to table mm-hmm. restaurants. So the, the fact that we've got so many options, that encourages mm-hmm. innovation at the individual level. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, we're interested because as, uh, you know, as a bank, we want to be able to understand enough about those industries and those facets of the mm-hmm. ag industry so we can, you know, provide support from a financial standpoint. Yeah. Tate is someone uh, who obviously has an understanding of uh, communications, public outreach. As you look at Indiana, what are some ways that you think the state can really further amplify uh, the story here as a leader in the ag bioscience space? Well, you know, that that question, it's funny you should ask that because that's originally why I got interested in the Agrinovus movement. Mm-hmm. And the fact um, Beth Bechtel's specific statement to me was, you know, we're tired of this being a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is something that we can really hang our hat to. Um, when somebody thinks of Silicon Valley, they instantly think of innovation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a unique opportunity here in Indiana for innovation to be stemming from ag bioscience in particular. And that really kind of hit home with me because mm-hmm. we're not talking about it being that too long, you know, that long ago mm-hmm. that, you know, the no-till drill was, you know, you know, mm-hmm. ba- basically a, you know, a, a revolution, you know, mm-hmm. obviously it revolutionized mm-hmm. the, the ag, the ag industry in our state. Uh, and that hadn't been too long ago that right. that happened. Mm-hmm. And if you look at how much has changed from that, uh, it's easy to see that you take that type of a parallel to the emerging technologies now in a variety of different fields. Uh, Indiana can absolutely be the leader. Um, and that to, to be able to, you know, to be able to have that type of a promotional aspect mm-hmm. uh, is, is imperative. And, and, you know, the connectivity to Purdue, the connectivity to mm-hmm. a significant amount of different cutting edge and leading you know, leading industries is key. Tate Powell is uh, Senior Vice President of Communications and Public Relations, a director at First Farmers Bank and Trust. Tate, thanks for being with us. Great perspective on the ag bioscience space and what First Farmers is doing in community and uh, and beyond. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Gary. Really appreciated being here, and thank you for your continued work uh, in, in this area. Great. Thanks very much. Well, thank you also for uh, joining us on this edition of the Ag Plus Bio Plus Science Podcast, a weekly production partnership between Agri Novus Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. And you can keep up to date with Agrinovus by following them on Twitter and Instagram at Agrinovus IN. And you can also find Agrinovus on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can share ag bioscience stories like this one with more and more people. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Libby Fritz and Joe Ullery, and was recorded on location at Launch Fishers. More people get Indiana Business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.